joining us right now, a bogish buddy, Kadre Ismael, who is someone who has worked with Bogish. He's an NFL analyst, former Ravens wide receiver. He's a color analyst for college sports broadcasts, and he's also a former Brian Jones teammate as well, right? Yep. So uh, this guy's got a lot of connections to Gio and Jones. Kadri, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I am running on fumes after my post-game show ended last night. Uh, as oh, always, wow. those <laughs> nights are kind of long, and Mother of Pearl didn't help that we uh, had a thrilling game that ended in a Ravens uh, defeat. Yeah, I'm, I am shocked. And I give you credit for waking up and being on with us after that. No it, is not, it is not easy. Wow, Q, you are committed, man. Yeah, seriously. No, no, I'm not committed. I almost... <laughs> I almost just said to hell with both of y'all. <laughs> you probably should have. You should have. I yeah. know I would have. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Oh, you must be crazy, Do you want to go now? I'll give you an out right now. Do you want to go? Hey, if y'all hear me snore, then you'll you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, did you see that coming last night? Because I don't think anybody did between those two teams. I've seen it all as far as the Ravens and the Steelers and how many times they've played such tight games, but you're absolutely right. Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought, oh yeah, the Ravens, you know, they're coming off a 44-point performance against Detroit. They're going to go into Pittsburgh, and they're going to do darn near just as as close as they can to repeat that performance, and they're going to lose. Normally when the Ravens, uh, especially offensively, puts up, you know, that amount of points, you would think that they would come away with a victory, but that was just another classic Ravens Steelers rival game especially at Pittsburgh and it just it, it continues to baffle my mind but that's that's the way these games have gone that, that is true that did, did you think Alex Collins could run for as many yards I think he was 120 is what he ended up with and had some excellent runs breaking through tackles uh, along the sideline did you think he could have as much uh, effect on that Steelers defense as he did last night you know, I was I was somewhat surprised. I mean, I, I've seen him be effective as far as getting the big play down the football field, you know, via the run in some games where, you know, maybe the defense just didn't get the right fit on the offensive line. There was a crease, and you could just see his acceleration. But what impressed me last night was definitely another level in regarding his ability to, to just be – strong and 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 break that initial tackle uh, or just simply you know the the speed in which he was able to turn the corner um, for all four quarters and um, you know it, it's a testament to him how he has grown as a, a as a runner and and I think he continues to show that he is by far the Ravens big play threat on offense. Joe Flacco looks back at least the last couple of weeks what have been some of the reasons that allowed him to play much better than we saw early on in the season. You know, I think part of um, Joe missing training camp was his back. I think that um, he was extremely rusty in the beginning of the year. Uh, I think he's getting a lot better, you know, this this late in the year, which is what you need. But, um, you know, I, I obviously last night what we saw as far as the fourth quarter, just the offense not able to respond. Um, they did have the one touchdown, but, you know, as far as just, answering the call of what Pittsburgh did in the fourth quarter compared to, you know, what, um, you know, the Ravens did. I, I thought that, uh, you know, he looked good, but there's still, 
you know, just something there that I think is is holding them back from really being that upper tier team. Well, you look at this defense for Baltimore. They've been carrying this football team all season long, and and then last night the offense puts up thirty eight points, and they still can't uh, get a victory versus the Steelers. Uh, what what was their problem? Uh, I know Antonio Brown, and we were discussing earlier, you know, it's X's and O's and, and making sure you, you're trying to cause some confusion back there and find some openings to get him to rock, but he's got a ton of talent as well. And I know that's the guy when you have that installation meeting early in the week that you circle, don't allow him to beat you, but yet he had over 200 yards receiving. Yeah, that one right there is, is, is what troubles me because, you know, Brandon Carr – um, pretty much uh, was abused all game. Um, I, I don't even, you know, it's not even funny. It's just like, wow, I was, I was surprised because, you know, he had up until that point really done a, a, a good job, not a great job, but a really you know, good job against some some uh, good receivers. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, you know, a few weeks back when the Ravens played them, um, he kind of put on a clinic, if you will, Uh so I, I I knew that, you know, just watching that film, you could you could easily say that uh, Antonio would be looking at chops, thinking that you know what, okay, I can I can get this done. And you know, obviously defensively and a passing attack, I mean, um, basically it's it's can we get to the quarterback and can we hold up in coverage? One helps the other. And if you can get to the quarterback, it makes you look like a hero as far as in the secondary. And if you uh, can cover, then it makes you look like a hero as far as the defensive front getting to the quarterback. So um, neither one of them did a, a good enough job against Ben Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown's just too good of a receiver to to uh, be held back. Gio and Jones with Kadri Ismael on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogus, our update anchor who's worked with you before, was telling us about your son, who is apparently a six seven quarterback. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. He... Um, has uh, done a a fine job of of having some fine breast milk when he was a baby. And <laughs> that dude just kept on eating, kept on growing, and now here we are, dude. is legitimately six seven. Now is his mama tall? Yeah, his mom is tall. His mom is uh, she played basketball at Syracuse, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, she is she's six four. Okay. Okay. There you go. All, All right. right. It's Brian. Woods. I was a little concerned. Very <laughs> I was like, now, you know, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. You know? Hey, man. No, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of like one of them dudes where you know the the DNA passed on down too. Don't don't feel like you know it just he's just tall and just that's it. I mean, uh, you played a role yeah, too, right? That's right. That's right. You know, I just raising them up all nice and hey, boy, you getting up at six a.m. We gonna go ahead and do this. <laughs> These push-ups and Ivan Drago. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> uh, Brian and I had a disagreement this morning about the Eagles' ability to continue to have a great season with Nick Foles. Brian thinks they're going to be able to be uh, just fine and and maybe still even get to the Super Bowl, which many people expect them to do with Carson Wentz. Uh, with that Wentz injury, what do you see the future for the Eagles being? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Um, but I, I do recognize what Brian is saying. He um, there's always the eternal optimist, and, you know, that's where he gets into trouble. It's okay, Brian. It's okay. It's okay. No, seriously, I, I, I do like, you know, the fact that, you know, Nick has played, though, in some big games. I mean, that that's kind of what you want. You want your backup to not flinch. You don't want your backup to be sitting there, you know, wide-eyed. Hey, we got a great team. Oh, God, it's my turn. 
you know, he he looks like he looks looks like you know Nick Foles, who uh, we've seen a few years back. And you know, I think uh, he has enough talent around him. You know, but what Carson did, you know, like what we just saw in the beginning of the game, where you know the tip pass that um, gets intercepted, and next thing you know, um, you know the Rams go down the field and score. So you, know, you just see the composure of. Carson, and that's what I think helps him be such, you know, a great catalyst for this this offensive team. And and yeah, you know, but but Nick, you know, I think that uh, he just needs to um, be him. And and I think uh, you know Doug Peterson is going to have his um, ultimate coaching job as far as the mental game and, and making sure guys are are ready to uh, support Nick if in fact this is as devastating of an ACL injury um, as everyone is just, is reporting. Kadri, thanks for the time this morning. We'll let you get back to bed. We appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Q. Fellas, don't ever call me again. <laughs> if we're going to call you, you just don't answer. How about yeah, that? Right. It's your fault, really, more than ours, isn't it? Man, don't even try to put it back on me. See, I try, see, I try to do that I mind trick. Not working. Not working. <laughs> All right, there he goes. Kadri Ismail on Gio and Jones.